Thanks so much for clicking on this. This will be a discussion video about Jim Ryan's recent comments, his alleged recent comments, that they don't view Xbox Game Pass as competition. Now, some people might think this is a contradiction since they are pushing back against the Xbox Activision deal, saying that they're worried about Call of Duty and they were worried about disruption of subservices, being able to put COD on their own Game Pass subservice, but not allow it on others. So I'm going to break down everything that was said. I got multiple outlets here to reference, talk about how you really need to look at what he said exactly and not just the headlines. Headline hunting will get you in trouble in this scenario. I'm going to end the member stream. We looked at a bunch of new trailers. If you are a member, we did hit 26 new members. Welcome Tiny Pixel. Uh, Every day I take my lunch break with them and we were looking at new trailers because it's Tuesday and uh, that's a great service uh, to the members and a great time to hang out every Tuesday. So what exactly did Jim Ryan say? I think that's the most important part about this. How does this square with keeping COD off of Game Pass and being worried about the Xbox Activision deal and is Jim Ryan contradicting himself? We're going to be kind of walking through that because I do think if you just look at the headlines he looks like he's contradicting himself he kind of looks maybe uh, a little bit like a hypocrite like well you're saying one thing when you actually view Xbox Game Pass in another way So InsiderGaming.com had this report and said, It's been claimed by Insider Gaming sources that Jim Ryan, CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, has implied that the company does not view Xbox Game Pass as competition, despite the company expressing concerns about Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Now keep in mind, it says here that... He has implied, right? He said things that have implied they don't view it as competition. He didn't exactly use those words like, oh, they're not competition. So what exactly was said? Again, that's the most important part. One source who wishes to remain anonymous has said that Jim Ryan was doing an employee Q&A. So he was meeting with the Q&A. I'm sorry, the employees doing a question and answer session earlier in the month, earlier in December of 2022. And they were talking about market competition. And in response to a question about Xbox Game Pass, it's reported that he said, quote, When we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower Game Pass numbers. When we consider Game Pass, we've sold more PS5s in two years than they have gathered subscribers, and they've been doing that for six or seven years. He also reportedly continued and said, We're just shy of 50 million subscribers, and they are now in the low 20s. But there's more work to do to grow that number. So I feel like the second part is really important when you're considering the bigger picture here because I know what's going to happen people are going to see these headlines and say see Sony's they're liars they don't even view Game Pass as competition and they just want to stop Microsoft from getting Activision Blizzard Uh, they're just trying to get in the way of this deal and they don't even view them as a competition so it is surprising in light of recent events if you just look at the surface like Insider Gaming said that you know Ryan's reported comments are somewhat surprising when the company is currently battling Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, which Sony argues is bad for competition, the gaming industry, and gamers themselves. Here's the thing. You have to look at the actual statements made in their context. When they've expressed concerns about Call of Duty and the market, 
and this acquisition. They've talked about how disruptive it would be to the fact that, you know, they sell 48% of the Call of Duty sales. That's a massive revenue disruption. Uh, their consumers count on being able to buy it. They've also talked about subservice model disruption. Well, if, if Microsoft puts Call of Duty on Game Pass and doesn't let anybody else do that, that is a, you know, a subservice disruption. I actually don't think Sony has any interest in putting Call of Duty on their subservice day and date but they might want to further down the line. It's just a great way of making your subservice look good. So when you look at those criticisms in context, they're not saying Microsoft's Game Pass is this massive competitive edge and you can't let them have Call of Duty. They're basically saying when you have Call of Duty leveraged in the right ways, it could be very bad for the market. So currently, apart from the acquisition, Game Pass is not really competing with PS Plus, and it's not really competing with Sony market saturation. Both of those statements can be true, I think. I don't think they're mutually exclusive statements. Sony also allegedly restricts Call of Duty from being on Game Pass. So these comments from him about Game Pass and about the deal are are surfacing claims that, you know, Call of Duty can't go on Game Pass because of Sony. According to Eurogamer.net, Sony's current Call of Duty marketing deal restricts Activision's big-budget shooter series from appearing in Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft has claimed this. Phil Spencer tweeted in January of 2022 saying that they were going to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard, and then Microsoft went on to claim that those deals, the current deal that Sony has with Activision Blizzard, quote, includes restrictions on the ability of Activision Blizzard to place Call of Duty titles on Game Pass for a number of years. Now again, you have to look at this in context. You can't just be like, oh, good old Sony paying to keep things off of Game Pass. We heard the same thing about Resident Evil Village. And upon investigation, that was a marketing contract with a right of refusal stipulation. Basically, we're going to market your game. We don't want it to be on Game Pass while we're doing that. That would basically be indirect promotion of a competitor, right? Well, they don't view them as a competitor. It doesn't matter. You don't want to spend your marketing dollars and your marketing power indirectly promoting another company. That's nonsensical. So you have to look at the original claim. Call of Duty has a marketing deal with Sony that says, hey, we don't want the game to be on Game Pass. The marketing deal with Resident Evil Village also stipulated that they needed graphical parity with the market. Don't give another platform something better than you've given us. Like, we don't want somebody to be able to walk out in the market and say, oh, Resident Evil runs better on our system or has these extra perks and these extra graphical performances. Not that that would be something that would happen because the Xbox Series X and the PS5 are basically tied with respect to performance power. But if you're going to enter a marketing uh, agreement, you don't want to be promoting a product that is performing better or indirectly promoting your competitor's subservice. So it does seem like a contradiction if you only read the headlines, but it's not a contradiction if you actually read what he stated. In its current form, Game Pass isn't competing with PS Plus. They're not competing with Sony's market saturation with respect to console distribution. However, buying Activision Blizzard could disrupt all of that, and not in a way that would be good or competitive, but in a way that would be market-restricting and disruptive. That's a concern that the FTC, the UK, and the EU, they all share. They're not alone in this. This isn't a Sony versus Microsoft situation, and many people are going to look at this Game Pass situation where Jim is saying, oh yeah, well we're beating them, and say, oh yeah, well if they're not your competition, then the deal should go through, right? 
I don't really think that that's a logical way to look at this. At one level, I think any marketing deals that Sony has will restrict games from being on Game Pass because if you're promoting something, you won't you don't want that something to be associated with a competitor. You also have to look at the fact that what did Jim exactly state? He said, "We're just shy of 50 million subscribers and they are in the low 20s, but there's more work to do to grow that number." So he's basically saying, yeah, we have a huge lead, but we have more work to do. We, like, we're not just going to sit here and be happy with a lead or happy with 50 million. And one of the ways you grow that number is you have good things to put on it. And I think that would be a concern is that if suddenly Microsoft owned Activision Blizzard and could say, well, we're going to put Call of Duty on Game Pass and nobody else can put Call of Duty on their subservices. Suddenly your subservice doesn't look so good. Suddenly 48% of the people who purchase Call of Duty are looking at you kind of sideways like, wait a minute, the Xbox guys are getting this thing uh, included in Game Pass. Why are we not doing that? That would suddenly create a devaluation of the system and the ecosystem on Sony simply because of the buyout. There's also elements of Sony's issue with the Xbox Activision deal pertaining to putting COD not just on Game Pass, but putting extras on on Xbox. And I think that's something that Sony has done in the past. I don't necessarily think that's that big of a deal. I think many companies do that. They would say, oh, well, we're going to put extra stuff on the, on, the, on the platform that owns it. I think it's more about the disruption of the actual funnel of players and the purchase availability of Call of Duty. That was the initial concern. Some may say this is hypocritical given Sony entering marketing agreements to keep Call of Duty off Game Pass. Like, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you being a hypocrite here? You know, you're worried about Microsoft putting something on Game Pass, you know, or so you're, you're paying money to keep Call of Duty off Game Pass, but Game Pass isn't a competitor. You, you really got to keep in mind that I think while simultaneously, you know, blocking COD from blocking COD from Game Pass, they're not simultaneously putting it on PS Plus. So that's a false equivalency. They're not going out and saying, hey, we don't want it on Game Pass and then we're going to throw it on our own. They're simply saying if we're going to market a a product, we don't want it on Game Pass. They did this with Resident Evil. They did it with Call of Duty. I think any marketing contract Sony has probably has that stipulation. And it wouldn't be that surprising to look at a Microsoft marketing contract because Microsoft enters into marketing agreements with companies as well. If it's a multi-platform title, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Microsoft said, listen, if we're going to market your game on our YouTube channels and our funnels of, of impact, we don't want that game to be on the competitor's subservice. I, I think that's a fair request. Being concerned about a subservice disruption is valid. So yes, currently Game Pass is very far behind. It's not seen as a threat. I think that's true. That could change with the ABK acquisition and, you know, putting Call of Duty on Game Pass could disrupt that reality. This feels like a harmonious position to be in. We don't view them as competition. We don't view them as a threat. But this this acquisition could be bad. It could be bad for us. It could be bad for the market. It could be bad for consumers. I think it adds more grounds for the Sony pushback in that we don't view them as competition. They're trying to buy their way into the market share here. They're trying to buy a piece of the global gaming market, and we're not okay with that. Seemingly, the FTC is not okay with the consolidation either. The CMA and the EU are also looking at it and saying, man, I don't know. This doesn't seem like a good way forward for such a large portion of the market to be consolidated. We've seen really, really bad results from consolidation of cell phone companies and internet service providers, typically just raising prices and these services don't get any better. 
And if you suddenly have gaming companies doing that, we don't want them to be so consolidated and isolated because what it does is it drives prices up because where else are you going to go? Who else are you going to buy games from? Who else are you going to buy internet from or sell service from? So the question is, is Jim Ryan contradicting himself? That's the first question I'm going to be discussing with the audience. If you enjoyed this show open in this monologue, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. If you're in the live audience, I need you to smash the dickens out of that like button. Make sure you're on live chat, and I would love to chop this up with you. Moe's in chat. Not surprising Moe's here. Mo loves Xbox, and he's proud of that. It's, I'm not calling him out. You're doing it like this to go in and undercut you and then get folks coming in anyway. How are his statements so much different than what was told to the CMA? I don't feel like they told the CMA that Game Pass was a threat or that Game Pass was competition. They told the CMA that Call of Duty is such a significant portion of what our audience buys, you can't suddenly let one company own it and potentially do foreclosure strategy. Right? They, I don't think there's been any dialogue from Jim Ryan to the FTC or the CMA that has indicated that like, oh, Game Pass is a threat. Now, they did indicate they were concerned about subservice disruption. Like, hey, if they put Call of Duty on their subservice and they don't let anybody else do that, that's a threat to the subservice model that we're putting out as well as others. They're, like, they're not the only one with a gaming subservice out there. Like, these other companies are getting into it. Uh, Dabul Dev. Hi, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the holidays. Thanks for four months, man. Welcome back in. And be against the deal, but it doesn't mean he has seen them as direct competition. Right, like, and I think that's where many people are going to run, is they're going to they're gonna headline hunt, and they're going to be like, oh, well, you were you were threatened by Microsoft and, and, and Game Pass when it, was in, when it was with respect to the Activision deal, but now they're not a threat? You also have to listen to what he said. All he's saying is we have a lead. He's not saying they're a joke, they're not a threat, they're not a competition. He's just saying we have a really big lead. That's all he's saying. Uh, Game Pass is significantly leading PS Plus. Xbox is highly successful gaming system. Game Pass is the dominant subscription service. Xbox is the leader in cloud. That's, I mean, that's true. They pay for their cloud services. There is no rival to Game Pass. It will take us years to make a Game Pass rival. So he said all those things to, to, to the CMA. He said that Game Pass is significantly leading PS Plus. Because he's acting like they have way more subscribers. He's saying that they have, what, 50 million? We're just shy of 50 million subscribers, and they're in the low 20s. If those are direct quotes in the context of the CMA and in the context of the FTC and in the context of the, what was the other one, the EU... I'm reading an alleged statement by Sony that Game Pass is far ahead of PS Plus. Alright, hang on. We got a direct quote here from Barrier. Game Pass leads PlayStation Plus significantly. Microsoft already had substantial lead in multi-game subscription services. Game Pass has 29 million subscribers uh, to Xbox Game Console and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and is expected to grow substantially in the future. The multi-game subscriber tiers of PlayStation Plus considerably lag with fewer than blank the number of subscribers. So they've redacted the number that he put there. I think people are running with this. When did he make those statements? Was that before Microsoft revealed that they had plateaued with Game Pass? Because if he's saying these things in December, 
He's saying that, quote, you know, they only have 20 million. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He says we're shy of 50 million subscribers and they're in the low 20s. This could be because Microsoft basically came out and said we plateaued. Game Pass is plateaued. We're at 25 million and we see it being 15% of the gaming revenue of, of the Xbox gaming division. So when he made those statements about Game Pass leading, at the time, maybe it truly looked like they were. Because Microsoft wasn't revealing their numbers. Early in the year, they said they were at 24, 25 million and they were seeing significant growth. So he's saying 29 million. That might have been based off of projections that some of the companies we were reading. Earlier this year, I was saying the same thing. I was saying Game Pass is on a rise. Game Pass is central to Xbox's strategy. Now Microsoft is saying completely different things. Now we basically completely plateaued on console. We see growth potential for PC Game Pass Ultimate, but we basically got all of the Game Pass subscribers we're going to get on console, and it's only 15%. So maybe he's saying what he's saying privately because it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> we got to look under the hood. They're we're they're not a, they're not a competition, or they're not they're not leading. They're behind us. Jim Ryan has the numbers from the show. He knew the numbers always. He's capping. How did he know the numbers? Microsoft doesn't release the numbers. We've been trying to get Game Pass numbers all year. And in the numbers, I'm seeing articles that Sony is losing subs, not gaining. Well, yes, and that's what he's saying. Like, he's saying uh, PlayStation Plus is considerably lagging with fewer than X number of subscribers or whatever. And then in this quote, he said... We're shy of 50 million subscribers. They're in the low 20s, but there's more work to do to grow that number. So he's not even saying they're not a competition. He's just saying we're ahead, but we've got more work to do. Nothing in these quotes gives me the indication he's like, oh yeah, they're not a competition at all. They suck. He's like, we have a lead, but we need to keep trying to grow this number. He didn't say, oh, we're in the lead. They, they're terrible. We don't have to worry about them. The first alleged quote was, when we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower Game Pass numbers. Do you see? It's as if he's talking about, we just learned this. It seems to be getting lower. He said in that quote that Barrier put in the Discord that they're leading. They got 29 million. Well, then we get a look behind the curtain, and it's like, well, no, it's like 25 million, and Microsoft starts telling the regulators, I mean, uh, we've pretty much plateaued on console, and we only envision Game Pass being 15% of our gaming revenue. So he's saying right here, it seems to be getting lower. When we consider Game Pass, we've sold more PS5s in two years than they've gathered subscribers, and they've been doing it for six or seven years. Do you think that maybe Microsoft's public narrative about Game Pass had everybody convinced that it was much more successful than it was? Because we certainly thought that here. We thought they were having big strides, big gains. It was the central piece of Microsoft's strategy. And then late this year, all of a sudden, we start hearing things like, oh, it'll make up about 15% of our Gaming Pass annual revenue. And uh, yeah, we pretty much plateaued on console already. So I don't feel like he's contradicting himself. He's like, listen, he goes to the regulators and said, they're, they're the leader. They're, they're on their way to 29 million subscribers. And, 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 and we're not going to rival them. And what's Microsoft say? Microsoft's response is, actually, we have 25 million subscribers and we basically plateaued on console. 
and we only see Game Pass making up about 15% of our revenue long term. So he sits in a meeting in December and he says, when we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower. It, it, it doesn't seem to be what everybody thought it was. I don't feel like he's contradicting himself. You have to look at this in the timeline of how this developed. A lot of his a lot of his criticisms and a lot of his concerns were voiced what early this year, first half of 2022? Was he saying these things last week? Even if it's 29 million, isn't 50 million still more than 25? Right, but at the time mo, at the time reports were coming out that PS Plus wasn't having good conversion rates. You were one of the people that came and told me that. You were like there's reports that a lot of people are canceling. The growth for PS Plus initially didn't look that great. It was like, oh man, th- this isn't going the way that we thought it was. We're, we're pretty convinced it was all that bad PR, right? They had all that bad PR. People were going to lose stuff that they paid for, right? It didn't look like it was going well for Sony. And it looked like Microsoft was on the rise. So of course he's going to go to the regulators and say, bro, they're crushing it with their submodel, and you're going to let them buy a third of the dadgum market? I'm curious the breakdown of PS Plus levels because I highly doubt that almost 50 million subs have PS Premium. Oh, they don't have Premium. He didn't say Premium. He's just saying Total. Sony claims Xbox Game Pass hit 29 million subscribers. Yes. So this claim about 29 million subscribers was made in... When did he make this claim? Because this is a report in late November. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure by then Microsoft had come out and said no, it's 25 uh, spotted on Twitter Sony's statement includes a self-deprecating passage where the firm tries to paint itself as an underdog in the subscription wars by noting Xbox Game Pass has hit 29 million up from previous official benchmark of 25 Game Pass leads PlayStation Plus significantly. Microsoft already has a substantial lead in multi-game subscription services. Game Pass has 29 million subscribers, Game Pass Console and Game Pass Ultimate, and is expected to grow substantially in the future. The multi-game subscription tiers of PlayStation Plus considerably lag with fewer than redacted the number of subscribers. The figure potentially doesn't even include PC Game Pass. When did Microsoft come out and say that they had 25 million and they had already hit saturation on console. When did Microsoft come out and say that? The CMA thing was always BS statement to me. PS Plus is losing subs. It's hard to know what Game Pass is doing because they're not super forthcoming. That's what I mean. Game Pass doesn't release numbers. The only reason we have any commentary about Game Pass is because of statements made by Microsoft to the regulators. That's the only reason we even have an approximation of where they are right now. Also, the way you read all that about Sony at the beginning of the Confo was way too charitable and benefit of the doubt on the Sony side. I don't I don't agree with you at all, and I frankly don't give a frick on what you think about how I frame things. I literally just talked about what has happened. I wasn't being charitable. These are alleged statements that he said, when we consider Game Pass, we have two sentences. When we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower numbers. When we consider Game Pass, we've sold more PS5s. All I talked about was console distribution and the fact that they have more subscribers. Keep in mind, the only reason that we know PlayStation has more subscribers 
than Xbox Game Pass is because Microsoft finally made statements to the regulators about it like a short time ago. They said that they oh yeah, we got like 25 million. Don't come in here and freaking tell me I'm being too charitable. I literally just read through what they stated and talked about how there's a big difference between viewing someone as a threat and viewing them as a potential threat after an acquisition. Both those things can be true. You can look at Microsoft and say, we're ahead of them in the subscription model. Also, by the way, I included in my show open that Sony's admitting in these alleged quotes that they still need to increase their subscriber base. He's not shrugging at Microsoft like there's some joke on the playground. He's saying we we don't need, we don't we're not done. We need to be we need to do way more. You were describing the reason Sony made their business choice and why they block games from Game Pass. Like it was only because they helped with marketing and generally asked for them to please not put it on Game Pass. See, now you're putting words in my mouth. I never said that they generously asked them to not please put it on Game Pass. You're being hyperbolic and misrepresentative of my content, which is not surprising when you say that I was too charitable, which is not a representation of my show open, and now you put words in my mouth, which is also dishonest, which is a quick way to get walked out of here. That is not what I stated. We investigated the claims that Sony pays money to keep games off of Game Pass, and it's a false claim. Sony does not go to a game provider and say, here's money, don't go on Game Pass. They enter into a marketing contract, and it stands to sensible, non-brain-dead reason that if you're going to enter into a marketing contract with a company, you don't want their game on Game Pass. It was literally the the Resident Evil Village contract was combed over. It was a right of refusal. It wasn't a, here's extra money, don't put it on Game Pass. So no, I'm not being charitable and I'm not misrepresenting those contracts. Those contracts were not about Game Pass. If we're going to put a bunch of trailers on Sony's YouTube channel with 14 million subscribers... We're not going to want that game on Game Pass. Oh, the other thing about the Resident Evil Village marketing contract is they wanted graphical parody, which, again, is sensible. Right, that's how you framed it, not the exact words you used. That's not how I framed it, Solemn. That's how it is. That's how it is. You said what you meant? Well, you can be incredibly wrong and rude. I don't care. Like... I'm not framing it. That's how it is. That's how the marketing contracts were drawn up. But headline hunters are like, oh yeah, uh, Microsoft can't put the game on Game Pass because Sony paid to keep it off there. That's not true. So yes, I'm pushing back against a false narrative of headline hunters to be like, they're not paying money to keep games off Game Pass. It's a marketing contract. Marketing contracts have stipulations like, hey, uh, I don't know you can't do anything exclusive with that platform like I don't know throwing the game on game pass can you imagine entering into a marketing contract with a game and then that game walks over hat in hand to Microsoft and gets money to to be on game pass you responded to my first message rude so I meant it to be rude Oh, frick you. You said I was being too charitable in my show open, which is an indictment of my coverage, not a disagreement with what I'm saying. Frick off, Solemn. This is important context for the statements made to the CMA and people are running to. He's talking tiers two and three, not basic five-month tier. Wait, so he's... 
he's specifically in that in that quote he's specifically talking about the highest level tiers he's saying we don't compete at the highest level what what's the point of him even arguing that point though Eugene he's talking about it's not talking about PS plus basic it's talking about multi-game subscription tiers tiers two and three So we're trying to split hairs and say that Jim Ryan sits down with the regulators and he says, I mean, look at the quote. Look at the quote, though. Game Pass leads PS Plus significantly. I don't know, man. He said it like they only did it because they were in a marketing contract with Resident Evil. What makes you think they didn't go into the marketing contract to make sure it doesn't go on Game Pass. See, now you're doing presumptive what if. That's just that's a presumptive what if. All of these companies enter into marketing, well not all, but a lot whenever they enter into a marketing agreement, there there is more at stake than Game Pass. They're talking about who's going to publish the trailers, when you're going to publish the trailers. Uh, They worked with Hogwarts Legacy on haptic feedback for the controllers, the light up of the colors for the houses, and and then there's there's exclusive content. Like, to presume some what if, you want to talk about being too charitable, you're, you're being too cynical. I'm reading the contract at face value. If you want to presume a potential motivation, that's on you. Your presumed potential what-if-ism is not an indictment of my coverage as being too charitable. Yours is it the other way around? Is just too just as assumptive? No, it's not. I see a marketing contract that stipulates who's going to be marketing the game, and they ask for performance parity and for it to not show up on Game Pass. Exclusivity rights are often key leveraging positions in contract negotiations. Right, but when you approach a company and a marketing contract, it's presumed that you're not going to go and also have a deal with another company. So, there's nothing in the contracts, when we looked at it and we investigated the Resident Evil claims, there was nothing in the contracts that indicated, well, this was all about Game Pass. They just didn't want Resident Evil on Game Pass. There was nothing that pointed to that. You'd have to have evidence. See, you have to understand something about burden of proof, Solemn. If you're going to claim intent, then substantiate it with proof, not what-if-isms. Well, what if they did it? We don't know. Substantiate intent with evidence. Do you have any evidence that Sony entered into a contract for Resident Evil Village to do marketing because they didn't want it on Game Pass? Like... You need to substantiate that. I'm not assuming that they didn't do it for that sole reason. I'm looking at the multi-layered reasons of a marketing contract. You have a big name title associated with your brand. That's really valuable. You think they went to Hogwarts Legacy and entered into a contract with WB because they just really didn't want it on Game Pass? No. They want the Sony brand associated with Harry Potter. It's a massive brand. There's multiple layers to a marketing contract. So I'm not presuming like goodwill from Sony or being charitable. I didn't see any evidence of, oh yeah, they initiated this contract because of Game Pass.
The evidence was in the contract. You can't put RE Village on Game Pass. Right, but they also asked for graphical parody. That's garden variety marketing. If you're gonna if we're gonna market your product, it can't run better elsewhere. That would make us look like idiots. It can't be on the competitor subscription service. That would be us indirectly promoting our competitor. Like to presume that like Sony's going out to companies and saying, listen, we don't want your game on Game Pass. So let's go into a marketing contract. Like that presumption has no merit if there's not evidence that that's why they did it. These marketing contracts have multiple layers of benefits to Sony. You think the only th- you think they're spending all that money just to take a chunk out of Game Pass? The contract didn't say it couldn't be on the subservice. Yeah, that's the other finer point of the contract. It was a right of refusal. They wanted first dibs if it was going to go to a subservice. It wasn't, you can't put that on Game Pass. That's another piece of this, 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 that's another piece of this that gets misrepresented. They didn't say, absolutely not, can't be on Game Pass. It was right of refusal. It was even phrased differently. It wasn't phrased in like a restrictive, you can't do that sort of way. We went and looked at it. Basic PS Plus is basically just internet. Same with Xbox Live. Tiers 2 and 3 are the Game Pass equivalents. Those are the comparisons that need to be made. Right. His statements privately don't feel like a contradiction because they seem to be based on new information. He's saying, like, just listen to the way he phrases this. Listen to the way he phrases it. When we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower Game Pass numbers. That's the opening statement to the question. So somebody asks him, he's doing a Q&A, right? He's doing a Q&A about market competition, and somebody asks him about Game Pass. And his opening statement is, well, when we consider Games Pass, it seems to be getting lower numbers. They thought, they probably thought the same thing I thought. I think we all thought Game Pass was killing it because Microsoft gave everybody the impression that it was. Right of refusal, you have to offer it to us as well. Right! That was the whole point of the contract. But again, headline hunters out here saying Sony enters into marketing contracts to keep games off Game Pass. Nope, not true. Talk about being too charitable. You're being too charitable to the people that run these stupid headlines. Like, you think that's what the contract stated, and you're running with that narrative in my in my chat, telling me that I was too charitable in my show open. Get the frick out of here. That's not even what the contract stipulated. It was, we want right of refusal. If you're going to do it over there, and you got to do it with us. And guess what? Doesn't end up on Game Pass. New info, don't believe it? You don't have to believe it. Those are facts, Mo. We reported on it. I knocked my microphone over. We reported on it. We literally reported on the new information about Game Pass. We did a show on it. That We didn't know that Game Pass hit 25 million and stalled out. We didn't know that they had hit their saturation of subscribers on console. We didn't know any of that. How did we find out about those things? Because of Microsoft's commentary to the regulators. So Sony was operating on the same public narrative that the rest of us were. 
Game Pass crushing it, man. It's crushing it. It, it, they're growing. It's their, it's their, it's their central strategy. And then they come out and they're like, oh no, it make, it's going to make up 15% of our annual revenue. And we pretty much hit saturation on console. What? <laughs> we, we missed projections by 10 million. See how many headlines are out there about how game pass ain't doing what everybody thought it was doing. They expected at this point to be at 35 million. And I think Jim Ryan thought the same thing when he made his comments and said, they're at 29 million, they're set to grow. And he's watching PS Plus numbers not do so hot. He literally says in these alleged quotes, he says, we're just shy of 50. So they're under 50. They're under 50 million. He says they're in the low 20s. There's, but there's more work to do to grow the number. So he's acknowledging the fact that the numbers for Game Pass are lower than they thought. But it doesn't matter. He's like, we still need to grow our own number. So even the headlines that are saying Jim Ryan doesn't view Game Pass as competition, those headlines are not accurate. I signed my son up for Game Pass yesterday for a dollar for the month. I was looking for all the games and thinking, holy crap, this is a ton of games. Yeah, it's a lot of games. If you I mean, a lot of indie games right now. It, well, and older games. If you're okay with playing older AAA games, there they yeah, it's a wealth of games. It's a great value. I see we ignore certain stuff when it comes to Xbox. You know I've done more Xbox stories and PlayStation stories. We I looked at my coverage. I have I I've covered Microsoft and Xbox more than I've covered Sony. They expected Starfield and Redfall to drop this year when they said that. Right. I mean, they expected to have probably a big influx of Game Pass growth this year because if you had Starfield and Redfall landing, especially around the holidays, you'd have a ton of people signing up for Xbox Game Pass. Oh, the Series S can't run half games on Game Pass. That's right. Xbox stories are usually bad stories, though. I, dude, I can't freaking help it that they want to buy a huge chunk of the market and they're trying to claim they're the plucky underdog and that they're, you know, they're making assurances they're not going to cause disruption or go exclusive. Like, we don't have financial reasons to do that. They said the same dadgum thing about Zenimax and then they turned around and did it anyway. You ain't licking Phil's boot. I'm not licking anybody's boot. I, I was ready to be like, yo, Jim Ryan is playing the public like a fiddle. I was ready. I said in my, uh, I did a story last night. I don't know if you guys ever see these stories on your uh, on your mobile. I did a story last night. And I was like, it looks like Jim Ryan's contradicting himself. Because on the surface level, that's what I was ready to run with. I was like, this guy's out here contradicting himself. Like, oh yeah, you can't let, you Game Pass is so crazy good. Nope, no. He hasn't even privately stated that Game Pass is like a joke or bad. He's saying, it seems... It seems, listen how listen how bombastic this statement is. It seems to be getting lower numbers. That's factual. That's factual. Look at the recent commentary from Microsoft. It seems that Game Pass is getting lower numbers. They're, they're missing projections. They're saying things like, we feel like we've pretty much gotten everybody on Game Pass that's going to do it on console. That, 
that doesn't sound like what the first of the year sounded like. We were all talking earlier this year. Anytime it came up, I kept telling folks, man, Game Pass, that's the future. That's Microsoft's future plan. And then the regulators get a hold of this proposed deal. Microsoft starts talking about the reality of Game Pass. And I'm like, we had this all wrong. We don't even know what he said. Right, these are alleged quotes. It's not a great thing for Jim Ryan to say. With the Microsoft deal under the Microsoft, it's a microscope. It's a misstep to say anything about Microsoft's position. It's not hypocritical in my view, but it does give a bad impression. But if the regulators actually look at the quotes and what he's saying, he's not saying anything that's not evidence in Microsoft's own commentary. He's echoing what Microsoft has stated. Xbox is the underdog and the market being disrupted is part of competition. Mo, do you just type stuff hoping that I like blow a gasket and have a stroke on stream? What? You My <laughs> Xbox Xbox is the underdog. Yeah, owned by the third largest company in the world. What a poor underdog. And the market being disrupted is part of competition. According to what economics course in history is that true? Like, market disruption can happen organically. Buying your way to market disruption is antithetical to competition. That's the opposite of competition. It's, it is the antithesis of it. You can disrupt the market. It happened with iPods. You know, you can have a market disruptive piece of technology. It, it, it happens. That's competition. That's blowing up. That's going viral, right? Ninja was a market disruptive streamer. He disrupted the ecosystem of streaming in a good way, right? Buying your way to the top is not that. What if somebody did that? Somebody paid for primo placement and channel growth and viewership on any of these platforms. Well, market disruption is competition. That, but that's not what that is. That's those backroom deals. That's cloak and dagger. That's, in some cases, stuff like that's considered illegal. <laughs> Hilly. <clears throat> Four streams from now, Mo will be in here screaming about how Microsoft is king of the world. You have to pick. Are you king or underdog? You can't be both. Mo says both at different times. Detective says, with that logic, economically, it leads directly to dictatorship and totalitarianism. Right. Like, you can't just let people buy in like that. That's exactly what everybody's concerned about. Like, okay, let me show you the difference. Right. Let me show you the difference between you and me, Mo, and the other people that are like super pro in support of this deal. You're in support of this deal because you're a fan of Microsoft. I'm against the deal because I'm concerned for the market and the consumer. I I can be a fan of Microsoft and set that down for a minute and be like, I cut my my modern console teeth on Xbox, man. I, I, I got a 360, played World at War. 
it was primarily where I played Destiny. Built an entire channel primarily with the Xbox audience. I had an Xbox club. I had an Xbox LFG group on the uh, ecosystem. I was one of the first people to do all those things, right? Like, big Xbox fan, man. Still am. Still have a Series X. Still play games on it, right? I did tons of Halo coverage. I did community game nights with Halo Infinite with you guys. And I, I, I don't support it out of fandom. I'm not against it out of fandom. I'm, I'm looking at the potential ramifications and I'm like, this is a real bad... This is a real bad idea. We, I, I watched all of the cable companies I've ever done business with consolidate. I watched all the cell phone companies I've ever done business with consolidate and it always ended up worse for me. It always ended up worse for me. It'll get PlayStation and others to stop being safe. So, Mo, your argument is this will be good for the market and the consumer because it'll get PlayStation and others to stop being safe. So if PlayStation is being safe by actually releasing AAA games that win awards, that's being safe. What's Microsoft doing? By delivering nothing for the past 18 months. What do you call that? Like, I don't understand. How is Sony playing it safe? <laughs> Releasing games that break sales records and win awards. What What's Microsoft doing? Are they, are they starting like a cricket tournament or something? I don't understand. What are they doing? What's Microsoft doing that's so risky? What, where's, where's their risk? Where's their innovation and forward thinking? Where is it? I don't see it in Halo Infinite. I don't see it in a subscription game model. What are they doing for the market? Other than trying to buy it. Like, what's Microsoft doing, bro? Cricket's going better than Xbox. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't a a monopolistic concern. No, 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 no. The, the, the issue with the Xbox Activision deal has nothing to do with the Monopoly. They're developing games is what they're doing. It takes time to develop games. Yeah, but... Okay, listen. I was taking, I was taking aim at, at, what, at what you're talking about, Mo. You said that this is good for the market because it'll get Sony and others to stop playing it safe. And I'm like... How are they playing it safe? How is Sony cranking out award-winning, like, commercial record-breaking games? Same with Nintendo. Did you see my video? Uh, Video Games 2022, the year-end numbers. Did you see how incredibly well Nintendo did? Just absolutely bonkers how well their games did. What What about Sony being in the top of every list last year? That's playing it safe? What does that even mean, man? By saying nobody should be able to buy 33% of the market, you're inadvertently saying Activision shouldn't be allowed to sell itself because it's too big, which is also bad. I feel like that's a false dichotomy, though, Solemn. No, I'm not inadvertently saying that Activision shouldn't be allowed to sell itself because it's too big. There could be other... and it's Yeah, I don't think it's 33% of the market. Um, there are other solutions here. Activision could sell off pieces of itself. They could sell King to to Microsoft and this would all go away. Listen, this would have gone a lot smoother if Microsoft just would have bought King. 
Hey, we want that mobile, baby. Gimme king. Oh. Okay. Uh we valued at uh 10 billion, right? Like there there are other alternatives here. It's not an all or nothing. Oh, you were commenting on creatures message. I'm saying they should be able to sell themselves in pieces. UK always is talking about market disruption. Monopoly situation is rare, but people abusing markets is more common. And that's what CMA worked to stop. <clears throat> I forgot these studios Microsoft has been consolidating since 2018. Studios that outnumber Sony by this point. Studios that will greatly outnumber Sony if this deal closes. Weren't making games before. They were bought. Right. Like, I listen, I have said time and time again, that I think Microsoft has a sleeping giant approach here. They could emerge and be massive. Obviously, if the deal goes through, they'll be massive overnight. They have a lot of devs. And I'm willing to say, okay, 2023 could be the turn of a new page. It could. It could be, it could, it could be the turn of a new page. Forza Motorsport could land to be awesome. Starfield could land to be awesome. I think, I think Redfall... Uh, is is I think Redfall is going to be mediocre. I don't think it's going to wa- I, I don't think it's going to wow anybody. I don't think it's going to shock anybody. Th- th- next year, part of the reason I think they shoved everything to 2023 is they wanted to be very clear that that's it's just going to be a very different year. It could be the turn of a new page for Microsoft. I'm 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 ready for that and hoping that that happens. But here's the thing: you're it, you're okay with this. You guys that are okay with this buyout, you're okay with this. And Microsoft hasn't proven, they've not proven themselves. Halo Infinite barely got out the door. And is in, is in such disarray, they've restructured leadership at 343. So you've got Forza at this point. Like, I think at this point, it's like, I want to see Microsoft prove themselves before I see them scoop up a bunch of more studios. Let's just ignore Activision Blizzard. Let's just pretend that Microsoft was trying to buy a couple of good, good studios that I liked. I'd be worried. I'd be like, I don't know, man. Y'all are kind of freaking me out. Y'all bought Bethesda, and Starfield went from being a generational defining game to a game that suddenly got delayed, and its game performance and its gameplay debut really started it's the more i look at it like the more it reminds me of halo infinite it's like what are y'all doing over there i just you're, you're you're freaking me out microsoft everything you touch seems to go shaky i don't i don't know bro and then i see these internal reports come out that like half the staff at 343 was on an 18 month contractual attrition rate so you constantly had knowledge loss walking out the door that's a microsoft policy that's not a 343 thing i don't know man I'm not anti-Microsoft. I'm like, I I need y'all to prove that it's good for you to own all these studios because at the moment, I'm not seeing any evidence for it. Halo Infinite was still one of the most played games last year. Fantastic campaign and story. You can't. Viceroy, you can't use Halo as a champion story from Microsoft. You know that's a bad idea. I'm good with this. If anything, 343 Halo demonstrates why Microsoft buying a good studio shouldn't concern you because of how hands-off they were. 
and Cujo. Cujo. You are throwing down a gauntlet for Microsoft when you say that because they have been a whole lot more involved with Starfield. According to Todd Howard and Phil Spencer, there is a lot more of a, of an involved relationship at this point. Microsoft engineers are helping Bethesda with Starfield. So, I hope you realize what that means for Starfield. If 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 Starfield comes out and it has problems and it runs poorly on the Series S like I anticipate it running, if it's poorly optimized, if it's buggy, you don't get to come into my chat and say, classic bug Thesda, they don't know what they're doing, the devs were lazy. No. No. You don't get to do that. I will remember this day, and you will rue the day that you came in here and were like, oh, 343, Microsoft was hands-off. They're hands-on now with Starfield, baby. Then buckle up, because you don't get to pass the buck if that game struggles or is bad. You don't get to. Microsoft's in the mix with Starfield. Detective with a $10 tip. I missed the first part. Do you mind recapping the timeline? Comments were made. Missed that part. Okay, so allegedly, if you're just tuning in, smash the like button. We're having a fiery debate. It always is a fiery debate uh, whenever we're, we're talking about these things. So make sure and smash like, smash subscribe, give some members. We're already one past the goal. If that, if that hits 50, I have to give five back to the community. I already did it once this morning. Thank you so much. Okay, so what the F? This is not a strike. What did, what video got blocked? Friday night game night with member with madam. Your video might contain copyrighted content. What video is that? Sorry, I just got an email. It's not it's not like anything worrying. It's just another one of those stupid claims. Okay. So apparently Jim Ryan was doing a Q&A with employees early December and he was talking about market competition and someone brought up uh, it must be an old video I can't even see it someone brought up yeah it's an old video I'll just mute it um no they're claiming that I aired something from USA Next Network this is a freaking bogus claim whatever it's easier to trim it out than to fight it so he gets asked about Game Pass, okay? In a response to a question about Game Pass, Jim Ryan said two things. These are these are alleged alleged statements. Keep that same energy, Lono, Lono 2, if it's a Game of the Year contender. I'll remember this too. Mike! Mike, you know how good it'll be for me if the game is good? Do you know who I am? A space RPG? Bro, if Starfield is good, I will be so happy. I don't want another game that I have to toss over my shoulder and do nothing with. I'm tired of doing that. I don't want to do that. You want me to shred Starfield for a week and then walk away? I don't want to do that. Dude, I want to be Captain Kirk.
Sony can't afford most third-party companies, says Mo. He doesn't get it, but he just made the case for why allowing Microsoft to buy up large portions at the same uh, at a time is anti-competitive. They are kind of built on buying third-party devs. All right, all right, all right. Let me give my recap. If you're just tuning in, let me give my recap. Yeah, we had a little bit of a blip there, frame blip, when I whenever I opened up uh, YouTube. All right, here's the thing. Jim Ryan answers this question about Xbox Game Pass. He's doing a Q&A early December with his staff. These are alleged quotations. He said, when we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower Game Pass numbers. When we consider Game Pass, we've sold more PS5s in two years than they have gathered subscribers, and they've been doing that for six or seven years. He reportedly continued and said, we're just shy of 50 million subscribers, and they're in the low 20s, but there's more work to do to grow that number. So, he's saying two things. Number one, number one, he says, they seem to be getting lower Game Pass numbers. I think he's saying that because Microsoft's commentary to the regulators was kind of surprising. It was like, yeah, we're at about 25 million. Yeah, we're at about 25 million Game Pass subscribers, and we feel like we've pretty much plateaued on console. And we we envision Game Pass being about 15% of our gaming revenue every year. It tells me you're only going to give Microsoft credit if it's bad. No. No. In my recent coverage of Starfield, I literally said, this could be the difference. This could be the difference between what happened with Halo and... Starfield could be the difference maker. Microsoft's finally getting involved and is like, listen, we tried the hands-off approach and it didn't freaking work. I will, I'll give Microsoft credit for that game if it runs well. You know what I said when I found out that the Microsoft engineers were helping with Starfield? I said, well, that's a best-case scenario because if it's going to run well on the Series S, then you've got the best possible people helping you to do that. Doesn't that mean he isn't worried about Game Pass? Yeah, fundamentally, these quotations mean that what he said like a month ago when he said that Game Pass is at 29 million and that there we're not competing or whatever he said. Yeah, he said all that and then Microsoft walked out and was like, yeah, none of that's true. He's like, man, none of that's true. Microsoft did, walked out and was like, we, we, we don't have a... Uh, we don't have 29 million subscribers we have 25 and we've plateaued on console so he goes to do this Q&A in December and Jim Ryan's not contradicting himself he's like it seems like they got lower numbers they're they're in the low 20s Redfall's gonna be good too unless they change how co-op works Redfall's already bad in my mind who wants to play a co-op game where you don't progress in your own game? Like when you play with your friends, like why? So that makes it okay. Switch Pro is 100% real, but got canceled. It seems looks like everyone has to wait for a Switch successor. Oh, they can't. They have it on good authority that it's been canceled. 
I think at one point, from what I understand, talking to different developers, is that there was some sort of mid-generation Switch update planned at one point, and that seems to be no longer happening. And thus, it's pretty clear that whatever they do next is going to be the actual next-gen hardware. Oh, so we're not getting a mid-gen update. What if we role-played Starfield? We could have a whole crew on the SS Lono. I volunteer to manage the space waste, you know, to be the janitor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is supposed to be a Sony fanboy, according to the hate comments. Yeah, I am 100% in in Microsoft's corner. I am. I'm just not about consolidation. Like, being anti-consolidation has nothing to do with disliking Microsoft. What people say is one thing. We're not scared of Game Pass. Phil Spencer, cool. Can we put it on the Sony shop? Sony, no. I'm not sure what you're saying, Frostbite. Also, don't expect the Switch successor until post-2023. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't think it would happen next year. Because next year, they're going to use... They're, they got their Breath of the Wild sequel coming out. Yeah, Microsoft is claiming that the FTC is violating the Constitution by blocking the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying that it's taking too long. Yep. Brand new article. Microsoft says FTC violates Constitution by blocking the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Um, Xbox wants to grow its presence in mobile gaming and three quarters of Activision's gamers uh, and more than a third of its revenue come from mobile offerings. The MTC does not appear to be concerned with this and instead focuses on the fact that Microsoft will own one of the largest game franchises in the world, Call of Duty. The acquisition would place Microsoft in a position to make the series and Xbox exclusive, but the company has repeatedly reiterated that they have no plans to make this happen. In the most recent response to the FTC, Microsoft claims that its goal is actually to make the series more accessible. In addition to promises that the series would remain on PlayStation consoles, they committed to bringing the series to Nintendo consoles for the next 10 years, throwing any exclusivity out the window. The acquisition of a single game by third-place console manufacturer cannot upend a highly competitive industry, Microsoft response says that is particularly so when the manufacturer has made clear it will not withhold the game currently it's unclear whether or not the deal will go through or if microsoft claims of unconstitutional actions will have any effect on the ftc's deal to block it microsoft is firing back saying the ftc is violating their fifth amendment rights to due process The full document, which you can read here, claims that the deal should be allowed to go through for several other reasons as well, stating that Xbox and Activision Blizzard are, quote, just two of a hundred of game publishers. The game that the FTC, the claims of the FTC violating the Constitution are listed on page 34, and there's just a handful of defense against the lawsuit and list of two dozen. Well, it's heating up. (laughs) That's for sure. Lono, in your opinion, if the deal goes through... How do you see things playing out three to four years down the line once uh, it's time to actually sit down and work out the license agreements for COD? I mean, I would imagine that Microsoft... This has been this has been my, uh, my prediction. Did you see Lena Khan's comments in response to this? No, I have not. Lena Khan already responded to that? Corporations uh, aren't people. They don't have rights. Yeah, I know. But no, I think you still, as a business, don't you have a right to due process? I don't. I don't exactly know how they're using that term, though. Like, 
I'm not a lawyer. But the lawyers can weigh in. I'm, I'm imagining a business still has a right to due process. Love the new profile picture in Discord, by the way. Oh, thank you. My, my thought process has been this, that Microsoft's goal here is to treat video games like software. They want the Xbox Activision deal to go through because they want all the software. They want to be able to bolster Game Pass with a bunch of first-party titles like, hey, day and date, play Diablo 5 on Game Pass. You see what I'm saying? Because then they would suddenly own all those properties. Then they get to sell those properties everywhere else. I don't think Microsoft is lying when they say we're buying all this property to put it everywhere that we can. They're telling the truth. They mean it. They want to have Call of Duty everywhere. They want this property everywhere. Now, I'm sure there's some pieces of the deal that they would like to make exclusive. I mean, that remains to be seen. That's the concern that the regulatory bodies have. It's like you told the EU that you didn't have financial reasons to restrict any of the properties of Zenimax, and then as soon as you own the property, you restricted future properties after saying you didn't have financial reasons to do so. So, like, you're, they're concerned. They're like, well, yeah, you're saying the same thing. I believe Microsoft, because I think Microsoft's strategy is one of software. I think what they did with Bethesda, I don't think that's going to be a common strategy anymore of, like, scooping up a dev and, uh, and, and restricting, you know, restricting where the content lands. I don't, I don't think that's going to be as common of a strategy. Hey, you just ordered some Frickmas? A bag of Frickmas to Alan. Looks like the uh, Reforge Roast website is back up and running. Konami Digital Entertainment is saying things to pay attention to is the Tokyo Game Show. When is the Tokyo Game Show? Isn't it like late in the year or do they do multiples? Who really cares about this acquisition really? We'll play games no matter what. Who owns what? You should care. Oh, a Capcom Tokyo Game Show. You should care. Just because you're going to buy the games no matter what, don't you care about where they land and how much money they cost and the quality of the games? I'm calling it now. Starfield goes to PS5 like a year after launch. I said that. I just don't know. I don't know. I feel like Starfield ends up going to other platforms after a year, especially to PlayStation. But uh, they're really packaging it as an exclusive. Lena Khan said that she is going to have uh, the discussion of tech companies purchasing competition in the court of public opinion. She's prepared to go to court for this. Under U.S. law, some essential amendment rights belong not only to American citizens, but also corporations due to some Supreme Court cases establishing corporate personhood. I could see Starfield landing on PS5 a couple years later. Yeah, I could see it happening. I I don't know. I wonder if it goes federal, how it will turn out instead of them going through themselves. Well, 
FTC is a federal body, so if it goes through federal, I don't I don't know if that would change much. I mean, I the, the question is not where it goes through. The question is, can Microsoft make a compelling argument? I think that's the question at this point. There's too many regulators involved now. Some people complaining about only having one internet provider celebrating potential consolidation of 30-plus game devs in four years. Yeah, I only have one internet provider in my city, and that's a real bummer, and the prices are crummy, and the service is terrible. But sure, man, take 30-plus developers and put them under one umbrella overnight. Let's just, let's just let them do it. Right? Latest published content. Friday Night Game Night with Madam? Why is it claiming that's recently published? That's not recently published. That's old. YouTube's doing something. YouTube is doing something. YouTube background thinks that that's a recently published stream. And that's back in July. It's really weird. I wonder if they're repackaging how how uh, past broadcasts are are collated on the platform. If it thinks the stream from July I just published. EA has their subscription on both platforms. It's like Ubisoft Plus. No one company owns either, but Microsoft owns Game Pass, so Sony doesn't want that on their platform. Oh, no, I can't imagine. People have made that prediction before about Game Pass landing on PlayStation. No, I don't think so. From what I've read, FTC is highly likely to lose its case. I mean, it depends on what you read, though. FTC is all about blocking tech consolidation, and they've been successful in their last two outings. In their last two outings to block tech consolidation, they've won. They're not big about it. I did notice some change in verbiage that I wanted to talk about today. Oh, on our phone call or about this deal? YouTube was glitching for me last week. They're up to something. Yeah, we're having a strong second stream, and I can even, and the metrics aren't even tabulating correctly. Can we get 50 more likes on this video? There's over 300 people here. How many games are you playing on console that you bought 10 years ago? Fact is, you got a console that still works after 10 years. You're lucky, but also as an outdated machine, digital gets free upgrades as well as Xbox does. I'm not sure what you guys are saying youtube has changed the verbiage surrounded surrounding live broadcasting oh they have interesting hopefully that means good things for us in the future because i'm getting tired of not showing up in search results until after i'm live like it's more helpful if it happens when i'm live (laughs) i love the treatment once i'm not live it's great but it'd be great to meet people while i'm live they're definitely up to something, that's for sure. Game Pass is for children. I don't think Game Pass is for children. Game Pass is for frugal consumers that like to get a lot of value for their money. Actually, she has lost like four cases. Oh, you're talking about that particular person. I was like, I think the FTC's been able to block some things recently. You have to look at the grounds that they are opposing the deal on. The FTC is saying that Microsoft already lied about consolidation of the market, and they can't be trusted to not be lying now. Well, they didn't say lie. They said they made assurances that they didn't have financial reasons to restrict property that they were purchasing, and then they turned around and did it. I'll be lurking more. No worries, M. Man June. 
I don't care if they don't get bought by anyone. I just don't want them to get bought by Sony because they are a very restrictive, uncooperative company. I don't think Sony has any interest in buying Activision Blizzard. I don't even know if they have the the capital to do it. Sony's not poor, but they're certainly not able to throw $69 billion around. I don't think so. FTC only loses 0-4 to four with Activision Microsoft deal is on more to lose 0 to 5. What are you talking about? They literally just blocked the Facebook thing like a couple of months ago. And then there was the other thing that they blocked that you guys told me about. What do you mean all they do is lose? Just won a 500 million dollar lawsuit against Epic. Yeah, they just won the lawsuit against Epic too. Epic's paying big big dollars. <laughs> They just won against Epic. They won against Facebook. There was one before that that they won. What was the other one? It was, um... Oh, I'm gonna see the name and I'm gonna be mad at myself for forgetting it. What do you mean all they do is lose? What was the other one? I can't remember it now. Curious if anyone knows of any company outside Sony that currently opposes the deal. I can't find anything about any other companies that are opposed. NVIDIA expressed concern. So did Apple. That was for the predatory practices in Fortnite. Yeah, but saying all they do is lose is silly. They, they've, they've, they've won. Uh, FTC successful challenges to stop U.S. chip supplier NVIDIA proposed acquisition of a chip provider. So they shut down NVIDIA. Uh, yeah, there's another one. Yeah. They won against a Lockheed Martin merger. FTC just loses. Uh-huh. Yep. Couple couple minutes here of, uh, of research. And that claim's been falsified. Facebook wins first antitrust battle. Facebook lost a, a battle with the FTC. They were trying to acquire the uh, that animated GIF um, platform, and the FTC st- struck it down, blocked it. They won against Lockheed Martin. They won against NVIDIA. They won against Epic. Like, I'm not Mr. Pro FTC. I don't have an FTC shirt upstairs, and I don't go to FTC rallies. Like, yeah, pro FTC, but to say that all they do is lose and this is going to be another loss and a streak of losses is not representative of what's been happening when I say Sony are more restrictive and uncooperative I mean they deal a lot of exclusive content time exclusive listen I wouldn't want Sony to own Activision Blizzard either So for reference, some of those are not FTC, but the point stands. Yeah, I, I would not want Sony to own Activision Blizzard. I'd be I'd be against that too. I'd be against it if Amazon was trying to do it or Apple. Companies with the deep enough pockets to buy Activision Blizzard, I'd be like, no, I don't want that. I've not seen a consolidation this size go in, go in my favor as a consumer. It didn't help when the cable companies did it like three or four times in a row. Didn't help me when the cell phone companies did it like three or four times in a row. Oh, but this time will be different.
like cross-save and cross-play, if they were as consumer-friendly as Microsoft, which they aren't perfect, I'd be okay with Sony buying Activision. I don't want anybody. Cons- I don't want anybody buying them. I don't like the idea at all. ABK are for sale. This is not a hostile takeover. Well, it remains to be seen if the if the Swedish um, shareholders get their investigation to go forward. This could have been something that was uh, privately engineered to distract from the bad press of Activision Blizzard, which will shut the whole thing down, probably. They be- they believe that this was a privately orchestrated thing. So they're they're suing, they're suing to have it investigated. Basically, did you guys broker this deal privately? So would Starfield being exclusive hold any bearing on whether the Activision deal happens? Could it be perceived as a bad precedent where they purchased a dev and the game was already in progress and then they turned around and made it exclusive? Could the counter-argument be, well, you decided to make that exclusive. Who's to say you won't do the same with COD? That's essentially what they said, Sven. The FTC quite literally said that. They said, look, we read the EU's conclusion after interacting with you when they overlooked the Bethesda purchase, the ZeniMax purchase, and you guys told them that you had financial reasons to not do it, and then you turned around and did it. So you're saying the same thing now. You don't have financial reasons to restrict COD. Well, I'll be honest. I believe Microsoft this time. <laughs> they 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 have they have plenty of reasons. <laughs> they have plenty of reasons to keep Call of Duty everywhere. I believe them. But I think the logic holds. The logic holds. It's like y'all said you'd handle it a case by case basis. You said you didn't have financial reasons to restrict any of the property and then as soon as you own the property you're like first order of business. It's all ours now. <laughs> Elder Scrolls, future Fallout. The EU said that was a lie. The EU needs to read their own dadgum articles because it wasn't a lie. They read headlines because they're stupid. They re-clarified that, by the way. The FTC directly quoted the document and the FTC replied to headlines. The headline hunting is getting everybody's heads chopped off here. The EU needs to read their own dadgum article because the FTC directly quoted it. They didn't say that Microsoft made promises, assurances, or, oh yeah, or they lied. No, they said, you made assurances you didn't have financial reasons to do this. That's in the EU document. That's in the EU's concluding statements. They need to read their own freaking document before they shoot off tweets and public commentary on it. <laughs> Activision needs to stay independent. Honestly, they're only up for sale because of the drama surrounding their company. Yeah, they said case by case basis, but you have to read the EU's conclusions. The EU's conclusions are what the FTC directly quoted. The FTC directly quoted the document. They didn't just shoot from the hip and make something up. They literally they literally quoted the document. <laughs> we went and looked at it. The FTC was responding to I'm sorry, the EU was responding to headlines. Oh, but Microsoft didn't make any assurances or promises to us. 
not what the FTC said. We just give Microsoft Blizzard and let them fix their problems? No. Yeah, the FTC quoted both Microsoft and the EU conclusions. They, they, they didn't they didn't publicly just they're not just like making stuff up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft made promises. <laughs> Xbox consumer friendly, no company is. They think what goes in the wallet. They don't give an F what you think. Yeah, I mean, I will admit that there are things that Microsoft is in support of that benefits the consumer. I'll admit that. It's true. It's true. There are things that Microsoft does that benefits the consumer, but it also benefits them. Like, I said this before. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as something that's like 100% pro-consumer. If they're doing something that on the surface looks pro-consumer, it is ultimately... It is ultimately pro-bottom line, pro-profit. A $5 tip from Top Shot. Microsoft is threatening to break the FTC. Justice Alito has stated that he wants to restrict the powers of federal agencies. EPA already a casualty. I More power to them. We'll see what they can do. We, we will see what they can do. I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. the ABK deal happens, it's like the blind man being led by a blind dog. What do you mean by that? I don't think any other subscriptions are worth the value, really. Most people already have the games, they're played them already, and there's a game coming out you want, you're gonna buy it. No, I think Game Pass is a great value. I I still think Game Pass is a great value. It is. Microsoft has a written contract... Oh, Darkstar messed up. I was like, what are you saying? I was trying to understand your statement. I never said Fallout and Elder Scrolls would be Xbox only. Initially released? I really think people misunderstand the FTC's conclusions. FTC clearly reached for that language on the EU papers. They saw the Bethesda deal themselves and was 100% okay with no concessions. Oh, I've had to explain this so many times it hurts my dadgum brain. Thank you for the five spots, based Keen. The FTC directly quoted the EU's conclusions because the EU concluded Microsoft did not have a financial incentive to restrict the property after they bought it. And then they did it anyway. And the FTC is saying, you're using the same argumentation now. You're claiming that you don't have financial incentives to restrict the property. How do we know we can rely on those assurances? They literally directly quoted the EU and said, the EU concluded this deal can go through. Why, pray tell, EU? Oh, because Microsoft doesn't have a financial incentive to restrict the property. And Microsoft's saying the same exact thing now, which is why the FTC's alarm bells went off. I was like, wait a minute. You all have said this before. 
that's the problem with headline hunting. You got to go look at the details and the nuance. The FTC isn't saying, you made promises and you lied. You're reading headlines. They didn't say that. They said, you made assurances you had no financial incentive to restrict the property, and then you restricted the property. You're using the same argumentation now. We don't have a financial incentive to restrict that. So we're going to let you buy it, and then you're suddenly going to find financial incentives to restrict it? It's a fair question. It's a, it's a fair question. Collard with a 15-month milestone. I just can't express how you guys have made my day while I lurk and listen to this one gold of a debate. This show is literally uh, unmatchable anywhere. Thank you, Collard. I appreciate that. deal 100% through with the FTC why use the other commission's papers space Dovahkiin oh my they're referencing argumentation right they're referencing argumentation and saying you said this to the EU it played a significant role in the EU's conclusions to approve the deal. You are now once again making the same argumentation. That is so clear-cut logical to say, hey, you, y'all said this before. You don't think that that warrants some inquiry? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. On a deal that they green lighted. <sighs> it's like people commit to not seeing everything. You're like, I'm not going to look at the big picture. Based Dovahkiin. Let me track something for you. You ready for this? On a deal that they green lighted. And then after they green-lighted, what happened? They restricted the property! It happened after! So they go back and they look at it, and they say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. We approved that. The EU approved that. You used this argumentation before. And then right after the deal went through, you restricted the property that you apparently had no financial incentive to restrict. So, yes, they approved the deal. Let me ask you something, Space Dovahkiin. When the FTC approved the deal for ZeniMax to be purchased by Microsoft, could they see into the future? Or was the restriction of the property after the purchase a bit of a, hey, wait a minute. I don't understand. You guys made a lot of statements about how you're going to handle it on a case-by-case basis, but, like, you didn't really have a financial incentive to restrict any of the property. And then you bought it, and you basically restricted everything. You only you the only things that didn't get restricted were already under contract. Well, good for you. You you did something that you were legally obligated to do. I'll take care of my kids. Like, what do you want? A cookie? You did exactly what you're supposed to do. Also, you have to consider what Eugene is saying. Lena Khan was sworn in in June of 2021, Bethesda approved in March of 2021. It's a different FTC. 
Thank you, D Dizzle, with 15 months. It went with zero concessions. Never go full, chat. Never go full. You're going full, Space Dovahkiin. This is so freaking simple. It's so freaking simple, and you keep reframing it. You're reframing it because you've had the narrative structured and framed by headlines instead of information. I'm trying to help you be more thoughtful about this. You're reading headlines. Nobody said there was concessions or promises. They're using the same argumentation, and the FTC says... What assurances do we have that this isn't exactly the same as last time? How, like, that is so easy to understand. I could explain this to my kids and they would freaking get it. They, they argued that they had no financial incentive to restrict property, and then they restricted the property. And then when they're trying to convince everybody that it's totally fine for them to spend $69 billion on the largest gaming acquisition in history, they're saying the same thing and the FTC says wait a minute you said this before they do not have to honor those contracts yes they do you're just stating things that are that are wrong mo they have to honor those contracts they're legally binding If I go and I buy some restaurant and he has a contract with a local distributor, I can't just dissolve that contract. Do you want to know why? I bought the company and that contract's binding. I can't be like, nope. Nope. I went in the office and I tore up the paper. Nope. It's legally binding. I'd hear from that guy's lawyer post haste. You, 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 you cannot just terminate a contract by buying a company. Do you have any idea how easily you could get out of contracts with legal loopholes? Real easy. It's this simple. All you do is create a shell company. And if you want out of a contract, do you know what you do? You have that shell company buy your company for a dollar. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm under new ownership now. Tear up the contract. You, 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 you're legally bound. You can't just get out of it. So, them maintaining and, and upholding contracts that were signed pre-purchase, you don't get a lick of credit for that. You're legally bound. The fact that they even walked out in the public and said that, well, we, we honored those contracts. You didn't honor anything. You didn't. You upheld a legally binding document because you didn't feel like going through the court systems to have those things dissolved because you probably wouldn't have been able to without paying a lot of money to those companies. Do you really want to start writing checks to Sony to dissolve exclusivity contracts with them? You want to go through that litigation? No, you didn't honor anything. You were legally bound to uphold those contracts. You don't get credit for that. That's ridiculous. you called me out by name I talk a lot of crap but respectful all I'm not being disrespectful oh 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 somebody in chat called him an idiot yeah 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 don't be name calling look Mogo's Mogo's hard in the paint for for Xbox but he's never unkind bias is showing how is bias showing you you they go on the public and they say we honored these contracts. 
That phrase doesn't even make any sense. You bought the company. You, 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 the contracts aren't being honored. You, you inherited those contracts when you bought the company. You're not like going above and beyond. Like you, we didn't have to do this, but you know we're being the nice guys here. We're, we're, we're honoring these contracts. What are you talking about? Your bias is showing because you understand that contracts are legally binding. Right. Like, if I go buy some restaurant, it's I'm not honoring the contract out of the goodness of my heart. I'm legally bound to. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm being a nice guy here. You know what that guy would say to me? You're not being a nice guy. You have to do this. Imagine me buying that restaurant and I'm sitting across the, the, the table from the from the distributor, from some potato distributor, and I'm like, we're really doing you a favor by honoring this contract. And he'd be like, no, you're not. You have to honor the contract, you moron. You're not doing me any favors, but we're honoring the contract. You can use whatever words you want. You have to. You can say honoring, you can say schmonering. I don't care. You have to do it. Don't do me any favors. Don't blow smoke up my skirt and call it rain. What are you talking about? That's not a statement. I just made that up. I don't think anybody says that. Don't blow smoke up my skirt and call it rain. I, that doesn't make any sense. The point is, <laughs> the point is, the point is, they they made similar statements. So you have to understand something. The FTC is not saying Microsoft lied. They're saying we've heard this before. We we need to look into this more more thoroughly. <laughs> All the kids are saying it. Be a shame if your potato truck blew up in flames. Hey, I'm I'm being a nice guy here. <laughs> for the future skirt and rain stream. Thank you. Thank you, Fat Stevens Golf for the two dollar tip. People think that Microsoft is being a nice guy for honoring the contract that they purchased. Bruh. Bruh. That's what I'm saying. When you buy a company, you inherit everything. You inherit the company's debt. You inherit the payroll. You inherit everything. Right. That would be like me buying that company. I buy that restaurant and I start paying that company's bills and I'm like, really, I'm doing you a favor. I don't have to pay these bills. Yes, you do. You you own the company now, idiot. That's what they would say to me. Like, imagine me writing a check to the property owner for the lease on the property and being like, I, I just want you to know I'm being a nice guy here by continuing to pay this bill. No, you're not being a nice guy. You inherited this when you bought the building, when you bought the business. You're not doing me any favors. You're not some hero. When you signed on the dotted line, you inherited this bill instantly. It's your bill now. Hey, my new landlord didn't kick me out. When I when he bought my new apartment complex, he's such a nice guy, Jinx. Wow, there you go. You you took it a different way, Eugene. If they bought all, so if they bought all the assets, it would be a different story. I don't know what you mean, Mo. When they bought Zenimax, 
honoring the contract with Sony with like Deathloop, they had to do that. That wasn't them being nice. Like, you're buying into P. You talk about bias showing. It's the bias of Xbox fandom to be like, Microsoft did the right thing. They honored those contracts. There is no right thing. It's an amoral decision. There's no morality, no rightness. They're literally doing something they're legally bound to do. I terminated my contract with AT&T Wireless. I have no honor. (laughs) They did not have to do that. Yeah. It's you guys are doing that thing where like you feel like if you say it enough times it'll become true. They 100% had to honor the contracts. I I just I don't understand. I it's it's just weird, man. It's like people just say stuff, bro. You're just saying stuff. Like you 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 it's almost like you know it's not true, I think. Some of you guys just say it to get me going. <laughs> No one tell anybody, but your house mortgage was probably has been bought and sold by various banks. <laughs> Fuzzy. That emote that emote is tremendous. <laughs> they could have broke them and paid damages. Oh. I love I love how nonchalant you say that. Yeah, they could have broke them and just paid damages. So let me get this straight they had to honor them right they're not being a nice guy because they could break them and and pay damages yeah because they they'd get sued do you think they wanted to go through litigation with sony over death loop no they stuck to the contracts like we're legally bound to only way out of this is to go through some kind of litigative you know agreement or settlement with them why the frick would we do that so you understand your name is incredible by the way McBall Sniff you understand that by saying they could have broken and paid damages you are quite literally being pedantic saying they didn't have to yes they did they legally had to the only way out of that legality was through some type of a settlement consequences paying damages so you're quite literally agreeing with the fact that yes, they had to. They don't they don't get credit is the point that we're making. Upholding existing contracts is not some like Good job, Microsoft. They had to. I feel like this is one of those actually they didn't have to honor them. They could break them and lose millions to billions. Yeah, it's just pedantically wasteful to even take that argumentation line. We're so far off the rails. We can, we're so far off the rails. I don't have to commit I don't have to not commit murder, but I'm so nice. I don't do it because I don't want to go to jail. (laughs) Listen, listen, technically you don't have to pay your taxes, but there's going to be a whole lot of problems and penalties if you don't. Should we give you a parade? Hey guys, get a load of Bill. (laughs) He honored 
his his taxes. Yeah, let's throw him a parade. What a swell guy doing what he's legally bound to do. Woo! Yeah, Bill! Way to pay those taxes, buddy. I see you and your escrow for your mortgage. That's awesome, dude. His property taxes getting automatically pulled every month. What an absolute champion. Oh, man. Freaking stupid. <laughs> Just stupid. I didn't commit murder today. What did I win? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to say anymore, man. Good news. Game Pass is still profitable. I mean, I I believe when Microsoft says the Game Pass is profitable, I believe them. I think they're using that in a grand, they're using it in a big picture terminology. I don't think they're actually saying like in a vacuum Game Pass is profitable. I think they're saying no Game Pass is profitable like for their brand, for their funnel, for their customer loyalty, uh, player engagement numbers, sign-ins, etc. Projections of um, like sticky marketing. It's like it's like why the cable company wants you to get a phone, like a home phone, because the more services you have with one company the less likely you are to cancel. So I believe them when they say that it's profitable. I don't think it's like this massive moneymaker for them. I don't. Because if it only makes up 15% of their annual revenue and they've already plateaued on saturation on console, you have to take that and weigh that with the money they're spending on exclusivity. If this deal goes through... How many of those titles will be put on Game Pass and will not be recouping costs? Like, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're not breaking them to be nice, but to be frank, a company like Microsoft can brush the damages from breaking a contract with Sony. It would cost them pennies on the dollar. Well, n- no. No. Mm-mm. Having lots of money doesn't mean that you can do something for, quote, pennies on the dollar. That's simply not true. Your statement presumes that the amount of money they would pay in damages would pale in comparison to how profitable the property would be. That's not substantiated. That's not that's not substantiated. Microsoft has deep pockets. This is true. Microsoft could have paid their way out of all those contracts. That's also true. But that doesn't mean it would be profitable. Like, that means they wouldn't... You're saying it would cost them pennies on the dollar. That is false. Pennies on the dollar insinuates that they would be spending less than they'd be making. That's not been substantiated. Do you honestly think the damages they would have paid out to break the Deathloop contract, they would have made... They would have spent pennies on the dollar with Deathloop? You see, do you see what I'm saying? Like, your claim is just ludicrous. Like, there's no way that Microsoft could have paid their way out of all those contracts and then been like, oh man, we've made so much money on the property. Like, what you're essentially saying is the check they would have had to write Sony would have been insignificant in comparison to the profit they made on Deathloop. That's a ludicrous claim. There is literally no way that that is true. There's no way. The commercial 
success or commercial viability of one game like Deathloop is not big enough or profitable enough to warrant what they would have had to pay to Sony. And and listen, that problem gets more complicated the bigger the property. Can you imagine paying out some deal on s- something the size of Starfield? Like, I'm not saying Starfield was ever exclusive, but imagine if Starfield would have been exclusive or whatever to, to Sony. That's a big property. That, you know, that's an anticipated game. Second most anticipated game of next year behind Hogwarts. Contract breaching is made so that you pay exponentially more than the value. Right, yeah, you, you, it, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't be financially solvent. Willfully breaking a contract like that can set you up for significant damages, punitive damages. Right, it wouldn't be as simple as like, oh, we can write a check to Sony and we're good now. We're good now. We'll make a ton of money on Deathloop. We'll make it all back. Fat Steven Seagal, I don't know what you're doing. I can't see. I, you're not saying anything. That's like the third time you're just entering in a blank message. I'm not sure if you're having a problem or if you're goofing around. That's like the third time your name's just showing up in the chat with nothing next to it. Sony controller typing keeps nothing listening while playing Vampire Survivor. Oh, I was like, what is going on? Like the first couple of times it happened, I thought maybe the chat was goofing, but then it kept happening. I was like, are you trying to talk? You'd have to pay out years and years of projected loss. Yeah, damage to their brand. Right, exactly what Wheezy was saying. Like, you can breach, and breach a ton of contracts and people will be like, well, oh my gosh, do we really want to let this company buy out another company? They just go through and recklessly break all of the contracts. That's not, that's not good at all. What I'm saying is just because there's a contract there does not mean they have to honor it. So you're back to stating something that's factually false. Like, I don't understand. So you go round and round, you make a bunch of points that have been completely demolished by me and other people in chat, and you just come back to your original premise. Like, what the frick? Why why do people argue this way? What I'm saying is just because there's a contract doesn't mean they have to honor it. It's not false. It is false. They are le- they're legally obligated to uphold the contract. So they have to honor the contract. That those statements go together like peanut butter and jelly. They're logically locked in. You can't concede. Yeah, they're legally obligated. Mhm. Yeah, if they break the contract, they'd have to pay a bunch of damages. But they don't have to honor it. What? What you're saying doesn't make any sense. It's Ill, you're, you're you're speaking in an in, illo, in, Ill, in an illogical way. You do have to. There's a legal implication. It's called an imperative. Like they're they are being held to to that they must and if they don't there are consequences you must pay your taxes well i don't have to if i don't i'll just pay a bunch of damages and maybe go to jail oh oh okay but but that doesn't get out from underneath the claim that you have to pay your taxes
The paying is still part of the contract. Thank you, Smashville. Even paying the damages is still at one level upholding the contract. It's still in the context of the contract being honored. Even if you even if you break it and you pay damages, you're still honoring the contract. The contract is being honored. It's being upheld. It's it's like a miniature god in the situation. It's satisfied one way or another. You either uphold it or you pay the consequences. You answer to the contract at that point in time. So that's why being like, well, they honored all existing contracts. Like, why would we give you credit for that? Don't pay the damages? Oh, well, then they, then you'd be in all sorts of trouble. If you didn't pay the damages, so the, the company that's owed the damages would sue you. And then I think the government would probably sue you as well. I think you'd get sued twice. Taxation is theft. Well, personal. We, we, we're we not talking about that. <laughs> we talk about how personal income tax is theft. We're not talking about that. Jim Ryan stated that Game Pass was in the low 20s. I found that to be interesting. Less than 25 million. Right. And that's fundamentally where our conversation started with was... You know, PlayStation's not worried about Xbox Game Pass. And a month ago, they were talking about how they're the leader. They have 29 million subscribers. They're set to grow. Well, Microsoft shot all that down. They're like, no. We're closing in on 25 million and we've plateaued. Thank you, Swags, for 12 months. That's a whole year. Thank you so much for doing a member plus as well. If you don't pay your court damages, you're getting judgment leaned. No one wants to be judgment leaned. How far until you face jail time? Yeah, I don't know how they would do any of that. Because the the it wouldn't even get that point. It wouldn't even get to that point. You wouldn't even get to being leaned and audited because the board your your shareholders would step in. Right, your shareholders would likely step in, and whoever was making the decisions, you'd be voted out. I would imagine there'd be some type of a way for the board to step in and be like, "Get this guy out of here. We need to uphold these contracts." Like, what is what is this? Right. So, you know, they they would likely never even get to that point. It would what the entire board would be okay with that. Well, then the shareholders would get involved too. You'd be getting sued from every angle. You know, this side of the Mississippi. You'd be getting sued by your shareholders. They'd be like, what are you doing? You're going to bankrupt the company. Your fiduciary duty is not being honored. We're suing you because you're hurting profit. You're hurting margins. Oh, no, there's jail time for evading taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have particular... They have jails specifically for that. Not, you know, non-violent... What is that? White white collar crimes, whatever they call them. Unless there was some serious BS going on, the shareholders would step in way before it got to that point. <clears throat> yeah, tax fraud is different than non-payment. Like, I think non-payment, they... I think non-payment, you're fined. 
eventually there's a warrant put out, but I don't think it's like immediate. I think there's like stages for non-payment. Non-payment, you end up getting like fine stacking up and eventually you probably face jail time. Fraud, yeah, tax fraud and tax evasion are different. I think they both can result in jail time. I think I think tax fraud's more immediate. It's like, nah, yeah, you're going to jail, bro. Yeah, failing to uphold a business contract's not criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd pay hefty fines. You know, they'd garnish wages, put liens on the company. And again, I don't even know if it would get to that point because the shareholders would step in, board members would step in, people would be fired and voted out, and then they would honor the contract. Then they would fix it. Well, they would try to fix it all. If you don't pay your taxes, you go to court, then you get judged, then jail, and then that would be on your record. Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. These are all the steps. These are all the steps. Yeah, insurance fraud, yeah, is bad too. Sure, sure, sure. Oh man, we got so far off. We got so far off the rails today. It was still entertaining. Could I get nine more likes? These afternoon streams are kind of funky. We thought this was a good one and a big one, but YouTube's being kind of weird today, so it's hard to know. Uh, you know, the subs seem to respond strongly to this one. We had a really strong turnout, and then there were some blips. So let's try and turn things around with some likes. Just a quick recap uh, to anybody showing up late. Um, we are discussing the fact that uh, privately, uh, privately, Jim Ryan has allegedly said that they are quite a bit ahead of Game Pass. Uh, Game Pass seems to be lower uh, than they initially thought. Um, he said, when we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower Game Pass numbers. Um, this is probably in light of the fact that Microsoft went to the regulators and basically said, yeah, we're at about 25 million and we feel we've hit saturation. And some of my discussion questions might have already been discussed. I said, is Jim Ryan contradicting himself? Uh, is Sony being hypocritical with the marketing deal and keeping caught off Game Pass? We talked about that. Does this make more sense why the 10-year offer, including Call of Duty on PS Plus, wasn't convincing to Sony? They have no interest in COD on PS Plus for launch. You know, maybe later. But I don't think they have any interest in putting Call of Duty on PS Plus at launch. They're interested in grow- in growing their 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 PlayStation Plus subscribers. He he said that in these alleged comments. I'm not surprised that he's not threatened by Game Pass. To be honest, I think I would agree. He wasn't necessarily saying they weren't threatened. He was saying that they have a lead, but they still need to grow their own number. He wasn't like, oh yeah, we're so far ahead. You know, frick those guys. It was almost like he essentially said, we have a very strong lead. But we need to keep we need to keep growing. We need to keep pressing. It, it didn't it didn't come across as like arrogant or like oh those guys are chumps. The current version of PS Plus wouldn't exist without Game Pass. Uh it's hard to know. It's hard to know, Jake, because subscription model is is pretty much everywhere. So it being replicated in the gaming environment, you know, could have happened without Game Pass. I would say that Game Pass has um has certainly had an impact, you know, on the industry. I don't think that that's, I don't think that's outlandish to say. I love hearing you speak. I enjoy your topics. Actually hold some truth 
Uh, also, Sony doesn't do day one games. Yeah, I don't think it's in their business interest, David, to do day one games. I don't think it's in their business interest because imagine suddenly putting Call of Duty day one on PS Plus. That, that's, I mean, that's 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on Sony and you would suddenly tell all those people, you know, oh yeah, you don't need to buy it. You just need to be on PS Plus. Well, if they have a little under 50 million PS Plus subscribers, that's roughly 50 million people that just don't have to buy Call of Duty. Like, that's not in there. It's not in their, their business interest to be putting something day and date on, uh, on, on their subservice. Sony was doing subservice before Game Pass. Well, I think he was saying the current version. I think Jake was careful in what he said. The current version of PS Plus wouldn't exist without Game Pass. He's essentially saying that this version was born out of their attempt to say our subservice is better than Game Pass. I actually think that's fair. I do think Sony wanted to be able to walk out and say we have our own subservice, you know, comparable to Game Pass. We have our own things that we do. This version isn't much different. Um, I don't know if I would agree with that. I do feel like it's quite a bit different with the premium and the trials and consistently getting, you know, the, the, the monthly, I guess the monthly added games is not much different. That That's, that's fairly consistent with what they were doing before. Um, I would argue this though, Eugene, the massive backlog of backwards compatible, compatible games that was added to PS plus is very akin to what they do with game pass. I don't know. Yeah, they got rid of PS Now. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, they overhauled. I, I think it was a pretty big change. And I do think a lot of it was, yes, it was in response to Game Pass. You know, the game catalog got massive, right? It got massive. And a lot of how it got massive was the back, you know, the backwards compatible catalog. And I think that that was a large, in large part, I think some of that was in response to Game Pass. It was, you know, hey, you know, they have all those old games available. You know, why, why don't we do that? We should be, we should be doing that. The biggest change was being able to download. You don't think, you don't think the game trials was huge? 100% they saw Game Pass and said, we need to do something, which is why we heard rumblings about a year and a half prior. Yeah, I agree with Wheezy. I, I and this is, I know, me and Wheezy are saying similar things, like, I think the current, what Jake said, the current version of PlayStation Plus was a response to Game Pass. I think it's a natural evolution. I, no. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they looked at Game Pass and said, we need to be that, but in our own way. We need to be that, but better. I mean, even the Game Trials thing is their own their sort of own version of what Game Pass lets people do. They're not doing day and date, but dadgummit, you can play those games. You can try them out. That's very much, I feel like, an answer to Game Pass. I, we're obviously, we're obviously presuming intent, right? And I think it's always a little bit dangerous to presume intent. Like, did Sony come out and say, we're doing this as a direct response? To game pass did they come out and say that no they didn't come out and say that but i just think the way that they structured it it makes it to me seem it it, it seems pretty clear um it seems pretty clear to me that that they they, they 100 are 
are there one's impacting the other i should say one is impacting the other it would be i just think it's weird to presume that they're not impacting each other trials is amazing honestly yeah the fact that they let you play game uh, games like horizon forbidden west for like five hours like that's crazy I also think it's a good thing. It's a very good thing for the industry. You will own nothing and like it. Just learn to agree with that statement and adapt now or forever complain. Game Pass is getting a cheaper tier with ads. Uh, I was just watching a couple videos about it. I guess it makes business sense uh, to advertise it. Yeah, Netflix is doing a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never claimed it's just not a response. I'm just saying this version really isn't hugely different beyond downloading games. I mean, I would argue it was a pretty big overhaul. I, you know, to the to, the, and I think the overhaul was largely in response to to Game Pass. One could make the argument about maritime contracts, liens, loans, when it comes to jurisdiction of taxation in relation to the authority of foundational framework pertaining to taxation. Just saying. Wait, one could make the argument about these things when it comes to jurisdiction in relation to authority of foundational framework pertaining to taxation. That sentence doesn't seem to finish itself. That has to do with admiralty rule because you were a citizen and not a subject are you getting into the like are you getting into philosophy of taxation like because you're not a subject under uh, a monarchy you're a citizen in a underneath a, a, a republic are you arguing are you arguing are you arguing arguing tax philosophy my only problem with Microsoft right now is that they lack focus. Why would you be worried about mobile when you haven't delivered on consoles yet? They need gaming to be profitable. Dark Star. So like what's uh um I'm I'm trying to think of it. It's like I, I, I can't think of a good example. Think of think of businesses where you know they make a killing on a certain thing and then they're okay with making less or little profit on the other things, right? It's common trope in restaurants. They make most of their money on drinks. Everything else, the margins are kind of thin or non-existent. You know what I'm saying? So, if you, if you look at Microsoft's strategy right now, Imagine that's kind of what they're doing. If King can be purchased, the mobile revenue that would start getting generated for their gaming division, that would be like the sodas and the popcorn at the movie theater. They're not making a ton of money on Game Pass. I feel like Game Pass is like, they're spending the big bucks to get the big properties to put on the screen. That's Game Pass, right? Game Pass gets people into their ecosystem, and they and, and over here, mobile just just printing money so to me that's kind of the strategy is you get mobile to 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 basically be 
an extremely lucrative and profitable funnel of money for your gaming division. And then Game Pass can be a less profitable piece of your of your gaming division. I don't think Game Pass is that profitable. If it's profitable, it's razor thin because the money they have to spend to put stuff on there, I think pales in comparison to the number of subscribers jumping into the funnel. They literally just admitted they've already plateaued on their subscriber base. Look at Netflix as an example of this. Like Netflix was throwing money at first-party programming, and then the minute that first-party programming stopped impacting the subscriber funnel, they'd cancel the show. This is a concern that you should have with Microsoft and their treatment of first-party property, by the way. They throw all this money at all this property. It helps them boost their Game Pass funnel, and then the minute it's not impacting the Game Pass funnel, suddenly that property is seen as less lucrative or less valuable. This is why you better pray if this deal goes through. Microsoft continues to distribute Activision Blizzard properties on other consoles like the PlayStation or the Switch or the PC environment because that's where that console, that's where that property would maintain profitability. It's not going to be subscriber impacting in perpetuity for Game Pass. It does it and then it stops. Like Netflix ran into this problem. That's why this deal is so much bigger than people make it. You you quite literally could see. Like, ima- imagine... Th- this is why the concern's valid. Imagine Microsoft does this and makes a bunch of stuff exclusive to Microsoft and Game Pass and it boosts their Game Pass numbers and their Game Pass numbers get to where they really, really want them. You know, 40 or 50 million. They pull off some kind of a dadgum miracle and they double their Game Pass subscriber base, but then they plateau again. And those properties, their sequels, their DLCs, their whatever, are no longer impacting new subscriber funnels. Do you know what they do? They kill the property. You did your job. Now die. And and then they would raise the price of Game Pass. So you'd get hit from both sides. You'd see properties you love killed because they're no longer impacting Game Pass. And you'd see Game Pass price go up because, well, <laughs> well, what are you going to do? You're going to lose all your property. You're going to lose all your games. It's what Netflix is doing. It's what Disney's doing. Sony's going to do the same thing. PS Plus prices are going to go up. That's what these submodels do. So you, you can't... You can't... If you're so pro-Microsoft to the point that you think this is a great deal and you think it'd be awesome for, for Microsoft to rip all these p- games and properties off of Sony and, 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 yeah, man, I'm Team Xbox. Go, go, go. Exclusives. You're arguing for those properties to essentially be killed because they'd be used to boost Game Pass and then killed because they'd no longer be solvent within the business model. Thank you, Sam D-Man, for the like. PlayStation exclusives are just interactive movies. Interactive movies that win tons of awards, so... Your false summary of games you've clearly never played are, I mean, you just, people that say that, I mean, you just make yourself look like a clown. PlayStation exclusives are just interactive movies. Win awards and break commercial records and are critically acclaimed, but sure, your false summary, hallmark bumper sticker statement about the games is just a riveting display of, I never played that game. Yo, it's good, Jay the Broken. 
They sell great. I'm not denying that. Yeah. Yeah. They sell great. They're highly reviewed. They're high praise, but they're just interactive movies. Winning the awards, does it does it mean it's good at all? If if being highly praised, getting really good reviews, getting really good commercial response and winning awards, what other what other checkbox do they need to check for you to determine the game's good, Mo? What what box are they missing? It they're like the Bo Jackson. They, they're doing it all. And you know, I just don't know if they're good though. What do you mean? Commercially crushing it. Highly praised by review outlets and the consumers and winning awards. But I don't I just don't know if it's good or not. That's not really that's not really determining whether or not it's good. I think you put too much into awards. So when I list commercial success, critical cl- critical acclaim, and consumer praise, you think I put too much stock in awards because I included it in that long list? I'm saying some folks don't like it at all. Okay. What's the what's the what's the point? Some folks don't like pizza. Does that mean pizza's bad? Does that mean pizza's just dough and sauce and cheese? You see what I'm saying? Like, reducing something down to false summaries of its parts, that's what he said. They're just interactive movies. And I list all of the reasons that the games are clearly more than interactive movies because the claim is brain-dead and stupid. And your defense is, well, some people don't like them. Well, five-star restaurant for that steak that's apparently one of the best steaks in the world. You know, it's just meat on a plate. Okay, well, it's critically acclaimed. It's been reviewed by some of the best chefs in the world. And and people around town say it's worth every penny. Yeah, well, some people don't like meat. Like, it's like you're trying to do a non sequitur. I don't understand. I was asking you the question, does winning awards means it's good to all? You read my question wrong. Nobody's ever said that. Your question doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. No one's ever claimed winning awards means it's good to all. No one's ever claimed that. You're, you're baking into my reference of the award something that I didn't put there. I didn't put that there. I didn't say, if a game wins an award, it's good for everybody. If there's... It, if, if there's something that always boggles my mind about these streams that we have sometimes... It, it's, it's like I haven't... It's like I haven't won any trust. Like... You, you think in all my my coverage, all my shows, all my argumentation, you, you think you need to ask me that question? You're in the dark on that one. I don't really know what Lono thinks. Does Lono think if a game wins an award, it's, it's good to everybody? You, you need me to clarify that for you. Like, you, come on, Mo, you, you know me. You know me. You don't need to ask that question. You know I don't think something that silly. 
I feel like I'm a pretty bright guy. I, I don't come across as stupid. At least I don't think I come across as stupid. You know I don't think that. I my my reference of the awards and the critical acclaim and the commercial success was I was making a mockery of just such a false statement. Sony exclusives are just interactive movies. Bruh. Bruh. What are you talking about? They're, they're crushing it commercially. They're, they're commercial successes by every mark of the, of, the, of the term. They're critically acclaimed by the review outlets. They're, com- they're praised by the public and they win awards. And you want to like pump the brakes and be like, hang on. Before we continue, I just want to make sure we know Lono, do you think if they win awards, they're good to everybody? No. Me shooting down a ludicrous false statement and false summary of a game's quality, me me pushing back on that doesn't mean that I think if a game wins an award, it's good for everybody or good to everybody. Those numbers don't lie. I won't ever buy another COD again. I'll say that the campaign looked good on the latest release. I've been buying that franchise for a while now. Right, and that's one of the things, like, you're actually making a good point that that's why I included the awards. Look at Call of Duty as an example. Massively commercially successful, but the the consumers are are torn on it. It gets good, it got good critical praise. Well, Actually, Modern Warfare 2 got mixed reviews. There were some people that didn't like it. And then there were some people that highly praised it. I highly praised it, right? And then, right? And then, they they don't win any awards. Do you see all the missing pieces? Like, if I sat here and tried to defend how great Call of Duty was, it would be, it would be more difficult. It'd be like, well... It, it was really commercially successful, but the review outlets were kind of split on it. The consumers seemed to be kind of split on it, and it only got nominated for one award. But you're going to look at Sony titles that are commercially successful, great reviews from the critics, great review scores from the public, and they're nominated for awards, and they win awards. And you're going to say, they're just interactive movies. You suspect. You suspect. You're, you're, it, it, that's just fandom talking. That's not a representation of the product. I, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like Returnal or Ratchet and Clank. You don't have to like uh, Horizon Forbidden West or God of War Ragnarok or Spider-Man or Miles Morales or Ghost of Tsushima. You don't have to like any of those games. But to summarize all those games like, oh, they're just interactive movies. You, your authority on video games is non-existent if that's your opinion. They're some of the leading games right now. And your summary is, well, they're interactive movies. It's just a, it's just a fast route to being ignored. Like, why would I... How would you, why would you read... It's like I'm reading the, the ravings of some weirdo's gaming journal that they're, like, writing in at night. Sony titles are just interactive movies. What kind of a lunatic wrote this? It's in my chat. I stopped caring about awards the moment Deathloop won one. I only care about commercial success, but that's just me. 
Right, and that's the thing, Darkstar. Deathloop is one of those ones where, what did I say? It's not just the reviews. It's got, what did it, what's it, what's it pulling on Steam? What's it pulling on Steam? I put a lot of, I put a lot of stock in Steam. 77%. That is an accurate representation of Deathloop's quality. It's a 77% according to the public that's played it. That's not a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 game. Do you see? Deathloop didn't win any awards? Yeah, it did. It won a couple, did it not? It won, uh... It won for art design, didn't it? It got two wins at the Game Awards. Uh, Best Game Direction and Art Direction. Yeah, it got two. And the voice actors got a lot of nominations. Now, go to uh, Deathloop Metacritic. Okay, you go to Deathloop Metacritic. And 6.5 from the users. 5.5 from the users. 7.2 from the users. Wow, that doesn't sound like a game that's getting 9s out of 10s and 10s out of 10s to me. Do you see? I didn't just say wins awards. I said commercially successful, critically acclaimed, praised by the public, and it won awards. Deathloop doesn't get all those checkboxes. Commercially successful? Eh, I don't know. I don't know if it broke any records. I don't know how well it did. Critically acclaimed? Hmm. Critically... Puff pieced, I think. The critical acclaim felt awkward at times. It was like overpraise. Praised by the public? Not really. No. Public generally thought it was about a 7 out of 10 game. Won awards? Yeah, it won for art direction. It won for uh, game direction and art direction. You see? Like, so. That's why when I went for the Sony titles, I was like, bro, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, that's a demo. We could play that on Thursday. Estensel. Souls like Dark Fantasy, Difficult, Atmospheric. Escape. Beautiful. Na, 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 na. I feel like I've played that. I swore I played a game like that. Wasn't there a Souls game like that where... There was green stuff that you had to collect, and when you went to the the, the bonfires, they were like these... Oh, it has cooperative play. Let's screen co-op. Let me go to uh, watch list. I'll just keep putting games in that watch list for games to potentially... No, not Time Easy. I was a freaking indie. That gummit. I played it, and it's somewhere. It's on one of our channels. Shoot. No, you guys are good to guess Time Easy. It did sound like I was describing Time Easy, but it's not. It had... <sighs> shoot, shoot. Shoot. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. It's probably on the old channel. Mortal Shell. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, not Mortal Shell. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, it's going to drive me dadgum crazy. 
I've got to find it. I'll recognize it when I see the thumbnail. <laughs> we might have done it on... No, it wasn't Solstice. Uh... No. Biston, no. Cell, no. Ah, dead gummit. Tarnishing of Juxtia, Silt, Diablo, Destroy All Humans, Dolmen. I feel like it was back before Dolmen. Yeah, I don't know. Moonscar is third person. It it had like an indie feel to it. I think I found it. I think I found it. Shattered. Tale of the Forgotten King. Yeah. That's that's what it is. That game, Estensol, reminded me of this game. Shattered Tale of the Forgotten King. Do you guys remember when I showed this game off? Remember the green squares? These things? Yeah. You guys remember this game? kind of a Souls-like game. I played it for about 40 minutes. I must have been having a good time. Yeah. Okay. I was like, dadgummit, I know I played a game that looks like that. I knew I knew I played a game that kind of looked like that. I don't remember that. It's on our first look channel that's no longer a first look channel. We're going to relaunch the first look channel. Um, We're going to relaunch the first look channel at uh, first of the year. The first look channel is going to be very, very different. Um, You recommend it for for Steam? Oh, that game that I just showed you? The Forgotten King or whatever it was called? I mean, I remember recommending it at the end of my play session saying that I enjoyed it. Yeah, so we'll be we have a very very uh, new approach to the first look channel. We will be launching that in January. We'll probably ask you guys to check it out once it's up and running. It's going to be more of a like I'll kind of record some good gameplay, get a feel for a game, and then I'll do like a voiceover, like "Hey, here's the good, here's the bad. Do I recommend this game?" And so the content will be a little bit more intentional instead of being. Oh, Shattered, you remembered it without without me. Um, I didn't even look to see Sven in the Discord. I didn't see you said that. I went and found it on the, on the channel. I knew I would recognize it if I saw the thumbnail. So, it'll be... Um, we're hoping some more like a skill up or review style. It'll be more like a first look review. Like a first impressions intending to like help somebody like see the gameplay and get the good, get the bad, do I recommend. Like a nice quick snapshot of a game. Obviously, it's not going to be like a skill up, super long, hey, I played the whole game thing. Ours is going to be more aimed at being piecemeal. So, more in line with my identity as a broadcaster. Like my updates channel, like, hey, here's a real quick summary of something that just happened, you know, reforge updates. Here on this channel, like I fly through it all and I'm like, yeah, here's the good, here's the bad, here's the way forward for this. Like when we used to break down that, you know, the video game that I used to cover. That's kind of how we'll approach games in the future. So 
Reforged first look will be still in the vein of how I approach games and how I approach topics. So it'll, instead of it being like, hey, here's the first 15 minutes of a game, it'll be intended to be a little bit more uh, informative and more beneficial to the viewer. We're hoping that that, like, is more, like, appealing as, as, a, as a channel. To be like, oh, this channel is a helpful and informative channel instead of, oh, this channel just uploads random 15 minutes of gameplay. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's intended to be more, um, you know, beneficial to the user. And we'll probably even break out shorts from each one. I'll try and do a quick summary thing at the end to be like, you know, or I'll just grab my phone which is what we've been doing for updates. I don't know if you guys have noticed that or not, but we hit the shorts channel. uh, I'm sorry, the updates channel with like a short version of this talk show, a four minute version of this talk show, and then the full length talk show. It's all different versions of content that's intended to, you know, hit different audiences. Because some people don't want to sit here and debate me for two hours. Some people just want to like a quick summary in a short. And the people that watch shorts probably aren't watching the four minute long videos. So, but yeah. Alright, if you guys missed my video yesterday, I'm going to put a link in chat. It's Gaming by the Numbers for 2022. Uh, throw some love at that video. Help it, to get, help it to get some more, you know, maybe get a little bit more traction, get some likes, get some comments. If you didn't watch the video yet, it's a great video. I break down uh, GameIndustry.biz's article. They sort of break down all the stats and numbers for the year. That's our upload from yesterday. We do an upload on this channel about every other day, so I'll have one tomorrow. They're sometimes in the vein of reaction content. So, click the link in chat. Go th- show some support to that video. Don't click on the link unless you're going to actually like watch it and leave a comment and like. Um, don't just go like click on the video and then click like and leave. That's not helpful. So, if you're interested in that video, that was an upload kind of in the vein of my content and how we run things here. Thanks so much for tuning in, debating me, keeping things civil. We didn't really have to ban anybody. So, good debate. Good discussion. Always good to debate these uh, these console situations with PlayStation and Game Pass and the acquisition. We'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. Members, make sure you get in the Discord so that way you don't miss out on any of the members-only content. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Click that link in chat if you haven't watched it already. Check out the Gaming in 2022 Year in Numbers. <laughs>